Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to our second community event, uh, I think officially dubbed uh, Office Hours with Dan, but I'm honored tonight to have with me uh, two of our uh, ACB officers. Uh, first, we have David Trott, ACB Treasurer, and second, Kim Charlson, ACB Immediate Past President. So, hello, Kim. Hello, David. Welcome. Thank you, Dan. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, well, it's great to be here. Well, thank you, guys. We really appreciate you spending time uh, uh, to hear from our members. I know we have a really difficult decision to make on Sunday, and the more membership input that we can get, the, the better that our decision will be. Uh, wanted to share uh, at least a little background uh, from a meeting I attended a week ago Monday with our advocacy steering committee, um, co-chaired by our member lead, Jeff Tom, and our staff lead, Clark Rackful. And the conversation there was about whether uh, the legislative seminar should be held uh, virtually only or as a hybrid event. And they had really some pretty good um, deliberation about the, uh, the legislative seminar and felt uh, ultimately due to uh, several key factors. The first that we had heard from both Clark and from Claire Stanley, who's on the Advocacy Steering Committee as co-chair of the Transportation Committee. And both of them in their full-time jobs uh, do a lot of work uh, talking with representatives and senators on Capitol Hill and had shared that really for the last two years, all of their meetings with legislative aides or with representatives or senators have been done virtually. That really most offices right now are not accepting in-person office visits. There could be an exception here or there, uh, but both Claire and Clark didn't see with the uptick of the Omicron variant, they did not see that policy changing in the legislative offices over the next uh, two months for sure. And then secondly, there was a hope that we would have an in-person rally at the U.S. Treasury uh, to really advocate for accessible currency, which we have, you know, had a, a positive court ruling on back in 2008 and have not seen any significant move forward here for, gosh, now we're talking, uh, what, 14 years uh, on this particular topic. And it was a chance for us to really working with other partners with the Harriet Tugman proposed $20 bill to really have some influence to hope to persuade the Department of Treasury and the Bureau of Printing and Engraving to kind of take the necessary steps to make currency accessible. When we looked into having the rally, uh, because of COVID and what happened on January 6th, the D.C., District of Columbia, Washington District of Columbia, has now put a rule in place that you have to have a six-month uh, window in order to receive a permit to hold a rally. So it really, at this point in time, it's something we could do in 2023, uh, but we're not um, 
able to do the permitting in time for the DC Leadership Conference. So both of those opportunities for in-person involvement uh, seem to be minimized, along with just the concerns of general health and well-being of our members. So the Advocacy Steering Committee did vote unanimously to recommend to the ACB Board of Directors that at least the legislative seminar be held as a virtual only event. Uh, so uh, Kim and David, I thought I might give you an opportunity to say a few words before we turn it over to our members on your thoughts related to the decision we need to make on Sunday. So Kim, I'll let you go first and then David, so. Knowing what a gentleman David is, I knew he was gonna let me go first. <laughs> so, um, and I appreciate the opportunity, Dan. I, I think that this isn't, this isn't a place where we haven't been before, unfortunately. We had to make a decision, a major decision a year ago about you know, whether to have the legislative seminar. You know, well, we did have the legislative seminar in 2020, and then COVID happened a month later. The shutdown happened almost right after the 2020 legislative seminar. So 2021, we knew that we didn't have a choice yet, that vaccines were just rolling out for some people. Um, and and then the, the convention. So, you know, I think what, what I've always kept in mind, and I think what the board of directors has kept in mind is that you know, our number one priority is the health and safety of our membership. And we don't wanna put anybody in a position to risk their health and, you know, get ill or anything like that. And, and all of the aspects are, you know, you can be safe, you can be vaccinated, but as people who are blind, we have so many more issues because we don't know who's around us. We don't know whether they're wearing a mask or not. We can't tell. Uh, there's so many questionable variables in our environment that we have no control over. And it just feels like to protect the safety of our membership, we, we as a board, will need to, to really make a difficult decision and make the right decision for our membership. And, you know, that last year's legislative seminar was one of our most effective ever. Um, people had appointments, they did them virtually, and we had some amazing outcomes from that because of those virtual meetings. They were in many ways more productive than sometimes you end up standing in the hall, sometimes you're standing in the lobby and there's other people coming and going. There's so many distractions. It was, it was actually, in my view, uh, it was kind of better to have undivided attention of the legislative aides when we presented our issues. And this year, I'm, I'm pretty excited because I think there's going to be some new imperatives that people are really going to get their teeth into. And it'll be really exciting to, to tackle some of those things with Congress. And, you know, sometimes it takes a long time to pass a bill. So some of the things we've been working on for a long time, people kind of go, well, not that one again. But, you know, we have to do it over and over. But it's, it's always nice when there's a new subject that you can get really excited about that people care about. So I think we're going to have a few of those this year. And I think you're, you're all going to be excited about that. But I think we need to do what's best for our membership. We don't want to put anyone at risk. And that's why, you know, I'll be supporting 
having the legislative um, seminar and the leadership seminar the whole weekend, including the president's meeting as a virtual event to make it more inclusive and safe for everybody. So thank you. Thank you, Kim. And now we'll hear from David. You know, I'm always excited when, when I can come before you and tell you that ACB not only proved we can do it, we not only can prove we did it right, but we can prove we did it better. And Kim's words uh, signify that we did it better last year. Um, I, too, will support, uh, unless you want to convince me different tonight, and I do, I'm always open, but I will support a, a virtual this year uh, because I just think that we, you know, we look at the people who go to legislative a lot of times. Uh, we got people from all ages that come, and uh, we've learned one thing, that this virus does not, it's not age specific. So uh, it's, it's not a good thing. They said that, uh, you know, you will, you will either have this disease or you will know somebody that has it before it's all said and done. And uh, it's, it's, you know, this, this variant may be easier on you uh, for people like myself or Dan who have underlying health conditions, Kim. Uh, we know that that it is risky uh, when we get out. And we know that we love our members. Our members are our family. You know, when we get together at convention, and I think we will this year, uh, when we get together at convention, it's like a family reunion. So uh, we know we want to be close. And right now, folks, we honestly don't need to be. So I think that, that this is a good opportunity for us to band together again and hold not only a good, but a great uh, leadership conference. Thank you, Dan. Well, thank you, David. And now, the you know, we really want to hear from our members and get their thoughts. And so I want to thank uh, Colby uh, Garrison for being our, our host this evening. And I want to also give a shout out to Joe Green, who's streaming for us on ACB Media. Thank you, Joe. And uh, Colby, how do people uh, raise their hands and unmute if they'd like to ask a question? All right. If you are on a PC, you can raise your hand with Alt-Y. If you're on a Mac, it is Option-Y. If you're on the app on your smartphone, that raise hand button will be in the middle of your screen. And if you are on the phone, it will be star nine. All right, so let's see if we've got some hands raised. I'd love, we'd love to hear from our ACB members and our family. Yes, we do. The first person that we will hear from is Blind LGBT Pride International. You can go ahead and unmute. This is fantastic. We're going to hear from a whole affiliate. It's going to be like a group call. Hey, guys. Hi. Hey. And hey, Gabriel. Dave. I'm sorry, I, I I didn't know, you know, with all the uh, accounts between oh, personal I'm just, and DPI. I'm just joking with you, Gabriel. You, You're no, no, shape, no, I know, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, I couldn't say it more eloquently than both Kim and um, David. Um, you, well, you all know me. You know that I'm a huge proponent of in-person meetings, and I've been missing those so much. David well said it. It's... It's like a family reunion, but obviously safety and and the health of ourselves and all of our members comes first. I've been attending leadership meetings since 2015, 
and and I love them. I love the energy. I love uh, everything we get accomplished, the president's meeting and walking on Capitol Hill. But I do agree with Kim. Uh, last year was not only very, very productive, but it also opened up the opportunity for many of our members. Uh, you know, I'm going to speak for Florida. Uh, many of our members who had not had the opportunity uh, to travel to D.C., to attend virtually. So I think it was very, very well represented and we got a lot of positive results. So again, um, you know, whatever's best for, for our health and the safety of all of us and our members, that's what we'll support. I, I, I do see that. I agree again with David and another thing right now, it's everyone we know on some aspect, whether family, friend, work, everyone either knows someone or has the Omicron variant. So, so um, again, I, I, I'm very optimistic about July in Omaha. So it's, we've been through two years of this. Uh, just, you know, my, my feeling is that we should just keep, keep, keep staying safe and, and look towards Omaha. Well, thank you, Gabriel. We appreciate it. Thanks for your words and, uh, you know, give everybody Absolutely. a shout out with BPI. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. Mm -hmm. and thanks, Kim and David, Colby, Joe, everyone. All right. Next, we have Sheila. Sheila, it's a Florida <laughs> festival here. I know these people. Hey, Sheila, how are you? Hi, everybody. David, it's so good to hear your voice. <laughs> I, when Gabriel said he's speaking for Florida, I was, I was like, okay, he can. <laughs> <laughs> Most certainly. But I'm going to speak on behalf of Florida as well. Um, as president of Florida, and I have to say thank you to the board for listening to the membership because it is very much appreciated. Florida is one of the biggest um, affiliates that does usually send a very large contingency to D.C. I don't believe any of us want to come right now, and I don't believe any of us will come right now. So I know that ACB has a contract, and they do need to take that into consideration because we've been there, we, we've done it. Um, but I do know that last year we enabled at least 20-something people to participate in our speaking with the LAs. And we didn't have to stand in the hallway and only get five minutes of their time with a lot of interruptions. We got to spend 30 to 45 minutes with some of them. And it was very productive. So I hope the board will make the decision to do virtual this year, although I hate it because I would love to see everybody in person. But I do think it is important that we take everybody's um, health in consideration. And if one person were to get sick by traveling to DC, I know we would all hate it. So thank you for listening. Well, thank you, Sheila. And you bring up a very good point as we did have a DC leadership conference last year, and it was very productive. We had over twice as many people register and participate as we've ever had before. Uh, and then countless more that participated, I think in the Zoom uh, sessions through all the affiliate meetings with their representatives and senators. So, and the other part 
was we were able to really produce with the help of the Advocacy Steering Committee and, and Clark Rackful as our uh, governmental affairs uh, and advocacy director, we had a lot of really good high quality content. So it's not whether we're going to have a DC leadership conference, we're going to have one. And if we decide to do it virtually, uh, virtual only, it will be every bit as good as we had last year. I think we learned a lot and we'll, we'll continue to enhance and grow from that. And so thank you, Sheila. Thanks for those positive thoughts. All right, right Colby. Next up, we have Regina. Hi, Regina. Hi, Regina. How are you? Well, aside from heartbroken over other things, <laughs> <laughs> a.k.a. my sports team, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> oh. Um, I'm a San Diego Chargers fan. You can send condolences. Um, <laughs> it came down to the last second in overtime. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Couldn't, and, couldn't have got any closer than that. Yeah. So for those of you who know me, I am a social butterfly. I love parties. I love giving parties, going to parties. I like meeting new people. I like being with people. And I'm going to say, I think this is the right decision to do it virtually. And um, we have two people in our family close to us currently ill with COVID-19. Mm. And I, they're, one is a frontline worker and one is a school-aged child in middle school. I'm very worried about him. Mm -hmm. So because I'm watching it firsthand, I'm telling you guys, you know, people will tell you it's a cold or a flu. There's chest pain involved for some people. There's, there's other symptoms. It just depends on how your body reacts and you won't know till you get it. And I would mm -hmm. just hate for something bad to happen because you know, we're all wanting to see each other. And I, I have yet to go to an in-person convention or an in-person leadership conference. But when it happens, that'll make me appreciate it even more. Thank you. <laughs> Regina, did you Thank have you. an opportunity to participate last year with uh, the contingency from, from California that did the, the, the meetings with the LAs? Yes. And it was an how, how did you, experience. yeah. How, how did you, what were your thoughts about it? Yeah. It was amazing to meet with legislatures, and I've done it here locally with another group, an um, excellence in education parents group, you know, live in the capital because I live in Sacramento, so the state capital. Sure. And I experienced that part, and it must be even better in Washington, D.C., I'd imagine. But, but the virtual experience was very valuable, and I enjoyed it, and I learned so much. And I think every time you do something like this, you'll learn something new. You'll meet some new people. It's, it's good. Well, good. Well, thank you. Thank you for your input. Sorry about your chargers. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Next, we have Eugene. Eugene, is this Eugene Backey from Florida? Yes, it is, Dan. <laughs> Clearwater area. Welcome, Eugene. Hey, thank you, Dan, Kim, and David. Hi. Well, I agree with what uh, everybody has said so far. Uh, why, one, if, if we're not going to get to see them, why waste our time in going up there and sitting in a hotel room and being virtual through the computer when you can stay at home, be in the comfort and ease of your house and be safe? I've had nine members of my family, that's uh, grandkids and uh, uh, son-in-laws, they've come down with the COVID and they've had it. So 
I do know it's out there and, and it's easy to get. So we'll, we'll have a chance to get together later on uh, and see everybody. So let's just be safe and uh, play it uh, the way it's going to go and stay at home and do it virtually. Well, thank you, Eugene. Appreciate your feedback. Okay. Take care. Mm -hmm. All right. Next, we have Jamaica. Hello, Jamaica Miller from Georgia. How are you? Hello. It's, it's me, Jamaica. And I was able to participate, but I had a lot of, I had a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of issues last year um, with, with trying to get, with trying to get my part of it set up. Mm -hmm. in in Georgia and so this year I have made some very I have made a very important decision that I, I will have someone with me uh, this year to to be on the to be on the legislative call the legislative meetings with me because otherwise it's just it, it's just not easy it's not easy for me to to, to deal with to to try to get it all done and so um i'm I, I, i've asked for that but i also want to tell you i am having surgery in february and so i don't know how long i will be out of not sure how long i will be out of commission so i will need to need to just do it as as uh, as virtual and probably continue to do to do virtual for a while um just because i don't i i have to have people with me and i can't i can't participate can't participate by coming as an in-person person so um, well well jamaica we we our thoughts are with you we hope everything goes okay and please you know work work with cecily and and your your president there in georgia and i i know they'll be very supportive uh, of your efforts and and uh, we we hope you are uh, able to participate and we hope you you get through your surgery fine okay okay thank you thank you thanks for being thank a wonderful member yeah. yeah thank you all right next we have Penny go ahead Penny okay can y'all hear me yes hi Penny okay great uh, this is Penny Moss and I'm from Birmingham Alabama. Yes, I'm sorry that my roll tide lost. And um, so anyway. Um, we have a lot of sad people here this week when it comes to their, their <laughs> yeah, sports teams. Yes. But um, what I wanted to say is that I really do feel that we should go virtual. Um, last year, well, I had never been to the mid-year conference so when it was held virtual, I went for the first time and I was able to get members of my, I'm president of the Birmingham chapter and uh, we had members participate in the conference, including myself that had never participated before. And I think that was a really good experience for them. And, uh, you know, we had several people that were active participants, but they would not be able for financial reasons and health reasons, et cetera, to attend an in-person event. So I think it really is important to do these virtually so that people that don't have the opportunity to travel can still participate. Thank you. All right. And I'll let David respond since he's a fellow Alabamian there. 
I agree. I agree with Penny, and and I think she she makes a valid point. But also, Penny, we want you to know, Dan and I and, and Kim, and all the board want you to know that in the future, regardless whether you can afford to come or not, there's going to be a virtual part to our conferences and, and conventions and to our um, leadership. So you're that's always good. in the future going to have uh, – sorry, that's somebody at my door. Uh, you're going to have that opportunity. We're, we're not going to give it and then take it away again. I think that's one of the things – if Omicron and, and this uh, COVID-19 did anything for us, it showed us that we can involve our membership virtually and in person. And so we're going to do that in the future. So, but uh, we thank you for the thoughts and it, it does support, you know, the things that, that we're all thinking about. So we appreciate your input. Yes, certainly. Well, thank you, Penny. And very well said, David, that we will always have a virtual environment. It's just whether we, make it hybrid and also have some people in person, but we're always right. going to have a virtual portion. So, right. Okay. Uh, thank okay, you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. oh, sure. Thank you, Penny. Thanks, Penny. All right. Next, we have a phone number, area code 508, ending in 613. You can talk. You can unmute. Thank you. Good evening. This is Jane Perry calling from Falmouth, Massachusetts, your Cape Cod connection. And oh. thank you for having this call and the opportunity to talk to you. Uh, I am a returning member to our affiliate, Bay State, and I too agree that it should be a virtual legislative leadership forum. I know it's disappointing not to see your legislators or the LAs in person. I was very involved with another organization. It's, it's such a thrill, an exciting, exhilarating adventure to go up on the hill and to be a part of where decisions are being made. But with the riot that happened last year and this awful scenario about the Omicron version, I think that people who are blind also have underlying issues and it wouldn't be very good for us to travel. Might get delayed with the planes. Uh, that's another thing we have to think of is we're going to get stuck in the airport and some people do have to go back to work the next couple of days after the leadership forum. The other thing that I'd like to say is that you know, the things that we believe in start in the district as, gas, as grassroots advocates. And I know my congressman, Bill Keating, in the 9th Congressional District is not even having in-person um, meetings in his office, which is in the next town over from me. So that's something to think about, that even if you can't get to D.C., even if it's in person, that your grassroots advocacy is the best network. And thank you again for the opportunity, and I look forward to seeing you all in Omaha. Well, thank you, Jane, and I'll let uh, Kim respond because she's a fellow Bay Stater there. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you. I've had the chance to work with Jane a lot, and she's a terrific advocate for seniors who are blind and, and people on Cape Cod as well. So I think you're 100% right. We have to take all those factors into consideration, and, and I think that's what we're doing. And hearing feedback from members how they feel is just kind of helping us and, and help guide us, you know, in the right course, I think, to make a decision that'll be best for everybody involved. So thanks, Jane, for sharing your thoughts. I appreciate it. Yep. Thank you, Jane. And I think you brought up a very good point. And I've heard this from several people. Leslie and I had a friend who went and visited family in Chicago over Christmas, and she got uh, the Omicron uh, virus. And 
And she had to, she couldn't come home. So she had to quarantine for five days away from home and then reschedule her flight. And I've, I've heard that from several people that there's the one thing we also have to consider are people getting to DC and then and, and hope, hopefully not, but could, uh, you know, contract the virus and then be stuck in a position where they're quarantined away from home, away from their healthcare providers and having to deal with the logistics of getting back home. So I think that's another factor to consider. So thank you, Jane. All right, next we have Ray Campbell. Go ahead, Ray. Hey, good evening. Ray good evening. Campbell, how are you doing this I'm, evening? I'm doing fine. I, um, first of all, I want to say thank you to all of the members who have uh, raised, raised uh, issues and concerns about this. Uh, based on that, I mean, I think I know where my decision and my vote is going to go on Sunday, although quite reluctantly. Um, I, you know, I mean, it's kind of, it's a tough, I just want to say to everyone, first of all, this is a very tough decision. I mean, when you look around and you see that we have baseball game or baseball games, football games, where there are thousands of people attending and basketball games and other events where large crowds of people are attending, you have cruise ships that are going out and people are going on them and things like that. It's kind of like, well, on one hand, you say, well, gee, we're only a few hundred people or maybe even less than that. Why can't we do something in person? But then I think what's really the two things I think that have really pushed me towards uh, a reluctant decision to go virtual are, and this comes from all of you, the membership. Number one, the people who live in the Washington area who have basically said in so many words, we love you, but don't come. And that's powerful to me because they're on the ground there. They know what's going on. I just I was reading somewhere, heard you know, somewhere, been trying to pick up a lot of news about things this week and uh, that hospitalizations are like the highest, it's the highest in the countries in the Washington area. And um, second of all, um, the whole issue with flights, you know, now maybe it'll be better by March, but we don't know that. And, you know, my company uh, that I work for, 3,000 people are calling out sick every day because of this. Um, and so that's powerful. I think a third thing that's really kind of pushed me to the decision that to go virtual is that um, what's it worth going to D.C. if we can't go to the offices and can't have appointments? And, you know, I don't want to go to D.C. and be sitting in my hotel room doing Zoom meetings when I could have done that at home. So, I think with all that being said, um, I, I want to thank the members, and I think I really think that we we need to uh, go virtual this year. Yes, I still believe that we as a, an ACB and we as a society have got to figure out how to live with this virus because it's not going anywhere. But at the same time, I know how I know how I'd feel if we said, "Ah, let's have it in person," and somebody got really really sick and. Uh, you know, had a bad outcome of some sort, uh, wouldn't be able to live with myself. And I think the rest of us are the same way. So just, uh, just wanted to share those thoughts and, uh, uh, thank you everyone who has, uh, contributed and shared, uh, it's been very, very helpful as, uh, at least for me, it's been helpful as I make my decision. So thank you very much. Thank you, Ray. Good thoughts. Yep. All right. Next we have Mary Tyson. You can unmute. 
Mary Tyson from Daytona Beach, Florida. Hey, Mary. Okay, now I can talk. Now we got you. Hi, Mary. I had I had to get that prompt, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I just want to say a couple of things. Um, I was one of those who had never participated um, in person, and I got to participate virtually last year, and I loved every minute of it, and I was so excited to be able to do it. So I'm very thrilled to hear that in future there will be a virtual component. Um, so that that's really, really good news. Um, so, um, uh, because I hope to be able to attend in person, but on the other hand, if I can't, I'd like to be able to still participate. So I just think that's a lot of people may feel that way. So, um, and, and also the flights are quite another issue. I just read today where Delta airlines was, had, had 8,000 people that had missed time due to COVID. So, yeah. Well, yeah, it, it, it is the whole, the whole supply chain resource chain. It, it all has been, uh, it all has been impacted. So. And and Mary, I have high hopes yeah. for Omaha. So I, I do too. <laughs> and, and I think Omaha is a little bit different environment. You know, the DC leadership conference, by definition, we're kind of all together in a ballroom all day long. Mm -hmm. But when you go to the convention, I think there's a lot more flexibility there. You know, you can you can participate in as much or little of, of the, the mass gatherings as you want to. You could listen to the the general session in your room and then head out to dinner with a friend or go to a breakout session or, or go on a tour. There's just a lot more opportunity to be outside and to gather with, you know, a few friends as opposed into a big group. But by, by definition, the DC leadership conference truly is, you know, all of us in a ballroom together listening. That's kind of mm -hmm. its focus. And so, I do believe the convention has a different set of dynamics. It's a different time of the year where, you know, the outdoors are going to be easily available to everybody with outdoor dining and all those type of things. So, and I'm hoping for, for this, if anything, this, you know, coronavirus has taught us, it kind of goes in waves. And so I'm hoping by the time we get to the late spring and the early summer that, you know, we'll be at a, at a truly a down phase. Yeah, me too. All right. Thanks, Mary. Appreciate You're it. Welcome. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Next, we have Meryl. Go ahead, Meryl. Meryl from Maryland. Hi, Meryl. Hi. Can you hear me? We can. Okay, great. great, Dan. First of all, Dan, I want to express my condolences to you about your dad. My prayers are with you and Leslie, and I want to give you virtual hugs. Oh, well, thank you. He was a really, really wonderful man and had a wonderful life. So we appreciate oh, I that. I could Meryl. imagine. Um, but speaking as the vice president of the American Council of Blind of Maryland, I strongly urge that we have it virtually. Um, Maryland and the D.C. area, as has been mentioned, the variant is very, very bad. There's also a legal issue that hasn't been addressed. And I was 
going to say to Kim, well, first of all, because of the permit issue, and we can't have a permit at this time, that would be a real problem also. Yeah, so, we, we definitely wouldn't be able to hold the rally so it, without right. a permit. So we're right. hoping and now with enough lead time, we can plan that for 2023. Yeah, be and goal. because yeah. of the legis, uh, the LAs not being in their offices and everything, you know, that's another issue, but it definitely has to be virtual. And I know the board will make the right decision and I will be listening attentively to the board meeting on ACB Media 6. Thank you. Well, thank you, Meryl. Appreciate You're it. Welcome. Mm -hmm. And and Meryl brings up a good point. Just for those that are listening this evening, the uh, the board meeting will be Sunday, uh, the sixteenth of uh, January at eight o'clock Eastern. That's at five o'clock Pacific, and I'll let everybody figure in figure out all those times in between. And it will be broadcast on ACB Media Six. So for any of those that would like to listen to it. Uh, please feel free. We love to have our members uh, engaged in the process. So thank you, Meryl. We do not have any other hands raised at this time. Okay. Well, uh, I, oh, I, and now as I said that, <laughs> <laughs> that little right. hint helped yep, bring this, a new, a new yeah. hand up. Okay. Well, we'll go ahead and hear then from the next person. All right. It is a phone number, area code 386, ending in 288. You can unmute. You should be able to talk. Thank you, Colby. Hi, everybody. It's Patricia Lepofsky, another Floridian. Hi, Patricia. Um, hi. Um, I just wanted to get on here and say I concur with everything everyone has said so far. It makes absolutely uh, no sense to go there with all of the um, the virus floating around. So many people have come down with it, as we've all said. Uh, plus, we have to be concerned with the air flights and things of that nature and people getting stranded. So I just wanted to pop in and say um, I, I agree with everybody. And I think we should all look forward to Omaha. Um, that's what I'm going to do. I'm definitely going to try to make that this year. And I think that's something that we should all look forward to. But for now, I think we should just do the virtual thing. It does a lot, allow a lot more people to participate. Um, and I think for safety purposes, it's the right thing to do. Thank you. All right. Thank well, you. thank you, Pat. Thank you, Pat. Appreciate it. I, Pat, you were a you were a, a a fellow guide dog user at Seeing Eye with Kim, right? That's. I think it was. I my think first dog. Kim and I go way back. Yeah. I can't remember yeah, which class we were in. How far? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll. We won't say we won't how far, but how yes, we were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were together at Seeing Eye. Yes, we were. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, my condolences go out to you and your family, Dan. Oh, well, thank you, Pat. Appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Thank You're you welcome. so much. Bye-bye. Mm, Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. All right, and then... In this very moment in time, there are no more hands. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll say a few words and see if anybody else uh, wishes to comment during the hour. Uh, so... Uh, Kim and David, uh, just to talk a little bit about the DC Leadership Conference, I think if we do go virtual, 
uh, only there's some opportunities here like we did last year in that environment you know when you're in person you feel like you need to really take advantage of that in-person time and have you know seven or eight hours of FaceTime you know for a president's meeting or a legislative seminar but I think in the virtual only environment we'll kind of talk through this over the next uh, few days mm -hmm depending on the decision, but it seems like we're kind of headed in a direction there. I think the virtual only environment gives us an opportunity to maybe do a, a smaller, um, I, I'd say window of time, but do it over maybe, you know, more, more, more days, more days. but allows yeah. you to really uh, honor, you know, the times for both people on the East coast and the West coast where you don't have to get started at, you know, nine or nine or 10 o'clock Eastern on the East Coast and really put the West Coast people at a very early start time. So I think they'll, there'll be some really um, hard planning here over the next few days. And we've already started talking about it as, as you know, what does is that sweet spot for an agenda if we are again in the virtual only environment? That makes a lot of sense, Dan. And even just you know, starting Eastern time at, at 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. allows us to make it just a little bit more tolerable for people in the Pacific and mountain time zones as well. They don't have to get up and be ready to go, you know, immediately at, at what? If we started at 9, 6 a.m. in the morning, I mean, I know how I feel at 6 o'clock in the morning before mm. a cup of coffee or a mm -hmm. Diet Coke, and, and sometimes in my case. Yes, so, I, I'm with you with that Diet Coke. I <laughs> Dan feel the and same I, our drink, yes. of, our drink of choice in the morning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it, it, it does... Uh, it does make it, you know, gives you a lot more flexibility and sort of eliminates that exhaustion you can kind of get from hours and hours and hours. Even though the programming is fantastic, it's it's exhausting in a different kind of way. So there are positives to taking it in smaller chunks and spreading it out over more days. Yeah, I, I think we'll, we'll definitely take a look at that if that's the decision of the board. Uh, David, any thoughts from you on... Uh on kind of the format of the agenda? Well, one thing I'd like to point out to people, ACB is a patient organization. And if we had to wait another year for our rally, uh, we waited 10 years for the Marrakesh Treaty. And mm -hmm. ACB was diligent with it. ACB is, is diligent on what we work on. And uh, sometimes there are things that gives us a little setback. But I think this is a good opportunity uh, to make people more aware and then you know, maybe have more people there in 23. Yeah, I think so. And really give some good time to plan that. So. And Colby, it also is better for the attention span of people. You know, we, we get tired. Uh, <laughs> I know, you know, as I get older, I get tired of eight, nine hour days. Uh, yep. You know, I like four and five hour days a whole lot better. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think our staff does. And I think our leadership does as well. So I think there is an opportunity there. Um, the other thing that I think we're going to concentrate on a lot at the DC Leadership Conference is we have a number of task forces uh, that we have put in play. So we have a resolutions uh, 2.0 task force to talk about how do we work at this year's convention to restore uh, the resolutions process where the members 
uh, will have the ultimate authority uh, to vote up or down on our resolutions. And so I know that resolutions task force is working hard on putting a framework together for that. And they're going to report out uh, on the second day of the president's agenda for the DC Leadership Conference, as well as the voting task force that will put together the agenda for voting at the convention next year, and the Constitution and Bylaws Committee that will kind of lay out uh, any uh, proposed uh, amendments uh, for the Constitution, uh, as well as the Convention Steering Committee that has some really, I think, um, out-of-the-box ideas of how to really expand the hybrid convention in Omaha in 2022, where we can take advantage of both the virtual and the in-person components. So I think there's a lot of good information that will be shared on the second day of the president's meeting uh, related to these different task forces. And, and Kim, I know you're chairing a task force that David's a member of about the executive committee and now in the, you know, in the new century and in 2022, what should be the role of the executive committee going forward? So I know uh, you're going to have a report on that also at the president's meeting here in uh, March. That's correct. Yeah, my, my working team is meeting um, today, this evening, actually, to start preparing that and for the presentation at the um, leadership meetings in, in March. Mm -hmm. And so. I know... And I know, David, uh, you, of course, with your many hats as the ACB treasurer, very involved in our uh, fundraising activities, and there'll be an opportunity at the president's meetings to kind of uh, share some of the exciting news that's going on around our, our fundraising and development opportunities. Yeah, we always, we always like that time of year because it gets people back in the mood to look at the different projects that we got going going on and uh we want to get them involved because uh we want people to feel like at any level regardless if it's a five dollar level or a five thousand dollar level ever what you can afford to get involved with that's where we want you we don't want you to feel like uh we're leaving you out that you cannot help raise the funds that acb needs so uh you know starting with your dues every year all all these fundraisers are important but always know that, that we love you and you're a part of us and we want you to only participate in the ones you can afford to participate in. But we, we like giving you those opportunities and we, we've got some, some good opportunities coming up this year. And I'll, I'll mention one, Dan, and then I'll, I'll get off my soapbox. Uh, okay. We, we want you to be involved so much that the auction will be post. I mean, I'm sorry, pre-convention this year. So it will actually kick the convention off more or less. Uh, it'll be virtual, totally virtual. And uh, this will be the first time that we could have had a virtual and in-person, but we thought of the logistics and how that we wanted to not leave everybody out because we know people love it. So we're going to lead off this year with our first real virtual auction that could be either way. So it's it's a great opportunity, and we hope you'll take advantage of it. Well, thank you, David. And, and I understand also that, uh, at the DC Leadership Conference this year, the Monthly Monetary Support Committee is going to be offering some prizes for people who uh, who go ahead and uh, increase the, their pledge to, to the MMS program. Is that correct? 
Yeah, actually, uh, if if you did starting in August after convention, anytime mm-hmm. after convention, if you've upped your pledge or signed on for uh, MMS, which is our monthly monetary support, that's where you can give so much a month as low as ten dollars, and you can put half of it to an affiliate. We will put you in line for a drawing, or actually several drawings. We'll have four $25 a day drawings. And then the, the main drawing will be for $100. And these will be Amazon gift cards. And this will be done during the leadership conference. So anybody all the way up to the leadership conference, if you either sign up or add to your monthly pledge, then uh, you'll be put in for that drawing. And, and like I said, if, if you, you get one uh, of the 25s, it would knock you out on the other 25s, but not the 100. So you you still could have an opportunity for that. And then uh, we haven't decided what we're going to do this summer yet, but uh, you'd also be eligible for those. Very good. And and I have to give a shout out to the ACB Mini Mall. I know that Carla and Patty and, and the entire committee will be very involved at the D.C. Leadership Conference, even if we're in a virtual only environment offering, uh, you know, all of the latest and greatest items from the mini mall that support uh, the American Council of the Blind and really promote uh, us out in the broader community. So, you know, stay tuned for that as we move along towards uh, March 11th, because uh, I know Carla and and team will have probably some new items for the DC Leadership Conference and some of the campaign programs that are going with inside of uh, ACB. Uh, We'll also Um, hear from the Get Up and Get Moving campaign uh, as well. But yes, go ahead, David. We'd be remiss if we didn't thank our membership for the great job they've done. We've sold out of Braille Forum raffle tickets two years in a row. Yes. They've really, our membership, and, and I, I think we owe a lot of that to the communities. Yep. And the, 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 you know, the, the environment we have now, people have jumped in there and we've sold out tickets two years in a row. So thank you so much for your support. All right. And uh, I guess I, just again, a reminder to everybody that the board meeting will be this Sunday, uh, January uh, tw- January, excuse me, 16th. So January 16th uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, and it will be broadcast on ACB Media 6. So Colby, do we have any other hands raised? No, we do not. All right. So I guess I'll turn it back over to Kim and David for some closing comments and you know, we'll, we, won't, we won't keep uh, anybody any longer than we need to. We wanted to make sure we had a venue and a forum where people could express to the board their thoughts. Uh, this is ACB. We're a membership-driven organization, and we always want to hear what our members think is important. So, Kim, any closing thoughts from your standpoint? Well, I just want to say thank you to you for um, hosting the event and um, allowing me to participate and hear from all the people who um, took the time to come and express their opinions to us because it does help inform our decision and gives us, you know, a good guiding light to follow as far as kind of where the where the trend is going and how people feel. So we want to reflect our members. And I think this was a really great way to get that feedback and input into the process. So thank you. And we'll talk again on Sunday evening. Thank you, Kim. And uh, David, any closing thoughts from you? Yeah. uh, You know, we always, uh, us old campaigners that have been around a while, we always say we want to hear from you. 
it's great to have a platform where we actually can hear from you because other than that, we have to make a decision on our own. And uh, frankly, sometimes my own, my own decision might not agree with yours. And, and so we love to hear opinions. If they're diverse from ours, that's fine. Uh, just it's great. And Dan, uh, I appreciate you putting the group together and, and uh, asking me to be here tonight. And we just hope that everybody feels like now that, that they've at least had an opportunity to help us make a difficult decision. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, David. Thanks to our members. Uh, I want to uh, thank Colby for being our host tonight, Joe for doing our streaming. And, you know, please provide me some feedback, uh, all of us. Uh, you can reach me at dspoon, D-S-P-O-O-N-E at acb.org. And we, we've, you know, David has kind of encouraged uh, me along with Kim and others that we really should think about maybe having something like this where we could have office hours on a regular basis to talk about different topics. I know we talked about the DC Leadership Conference tonight, uh, but we'd love to hear if you think that there would be value in us having a, you know, kind of a reoccurring community event, uh, maybe hosted by different people, it might not always be me, but, uh, you know, is that something that the membership would like to have in place where you really have a chance to reach out, raise your hand, uh, ask your questions, make your statements and have your voices heard. So I know as we say in our vision statement, ACB, where we foster voice choice and community. And I think uh, these type of events prove that we are, you know, we're walking the walk and talking the talk. So Thanks to everybody thanks, for being Kim. here this evening. And thanks, Kim and David. Colby, Joe, thanks to you. And uh, Colby, if we don't have any more hands raised, I guess we'll give everybody back a couple minutes of their evening. We Jamaica has her hand up. Would you like to take it? Oh, I guess. Sure. Go ahead. Yes. All right. Jamaica, you can unmute. Yes, this is Jamaica. And I have a quick question about just, um, just, in general for the um for the for for updating for giving money can i still give money through through checks or or do i have to do i have to uh not do that anymore uh, the reason the reason why i ask about this is because i'm i i don't I, i'm not allowed to have a credit card and so i have to i have to do things through I have to do things through checks um, okay. to, to send checks through. Uh, like if I want to send a check to the 60 for 60 campaign, you know? Yes. Um, mm -hmm. yes. Uh, you can, mm -hmm. obviously you, you can send a check. Um, they sometimes work with you for, with your checking account with a routing number, if you want to do something on a reoccurring basis, Jamaica, but if you have any questions at all, um, we always accept people giving to ACB <laughs> and please reach out to the Minneapolis office uh, to in, in Minnesota uh, to the, the staff headed by Nancy Marks Becker and their number. You probably already know it, Jamaica, but if you need their number, it's 612-332-3242. Again, that's 612 Three three two three two four two, or if you need to, you could reach out to Cindy at Community, and she could provide that number or Colby for you as well. 
Okay. Thank thank you so much. Oh, and thank you for thank giving you. and for yeah, all your service. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, Colby, did we oh, have no. any other last minute hands? Um, nope, not currently. All right. So, well, all right, with well, that, right. good night, everybody. Thank, thank you. Good night. Thank you. Thanks, all right. Colby. Bye. Good night. Thanks, Colby. Good night. Good Thanks, night, everybody. Joe. Thanks. Bye bye.